Hello, and welcome to CineDrunk, the podcast where we're drunk on cinema and alcohol. Brought to you by Cinemunch.com. I'm your host, Matt, joined by Nathan. Hey. And Elizabeth. Hi. On this high holy day. On this high holy day, this is the Christmas morning of gays and women (laughs) who like movies. I don't know. Uh, This is, we're coming to you on Oscar nomination day, and this is our reaction to the Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> oh, that's my reaction. <laughs> that was a very, very loud. Goodness. Sorry about that. <laughs> but an, an apt reaction. Uh, where would you like to start, Matt? Well, let's just start with the announcement itself. So they did something a little different this year. Instead of doing a press conference like they've done for decades, where you have the president of the Academy and one... To three other previous winners or nominees announcing to a room full of press who, so you can gauge their reactions as envelope or as they announce them. Yeah. It was this like weird Twitter Robo. video thing with like a bunch of people, including like creepy Terrence Howard being like, I took my mom to the Oscars and I'm creepy. <laughs> and you were like, wait, what? Interspersed with the Siri basically announcing the nominations way too quickly for me to write them down. Right. Well, they had to have Terrence Howard there to continue the like sexual assaulters announcing theme of the year. Yeah, theme of just our lives in general this year. So that's why he was there. And then they like are taking their cues from our new supreme leader and no longer having press conferences. Because I don't know if you've heard, but press are the most dishonest people in the world. So. Ever. It's bad. Yeah, they probably would have reported the wrong nominees. So. <laughs> well, the website did briefly. They listed both Amy Adams and Tom Hanks as yeah. nominees. Actually, I'm glad you brought that up. I, I saw that people were making some sort of conspiracy out of this. I really honestly think it was just... Someone, some intern, not intern, but whoever's in charge of updating the website was not privy. Oh, right. They had to do it so quickly. So, I mean, yeah. maybe they were told 10 minutes before or something. But It was just like the ABC it was just a place site, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They also probably had like a template of who they thought was getting in and then they just, right, so that they didn't have right. to fill all of them out and they just That's forgot to That's what I meant to, back. to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, however, Gabby Sidibe was a treasure. America's sweetheart. In her video packages. <laughs> it was easy to get an Oscar <laughs> nomination. She does um, bragging like no one else. She does while still being totally charming. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, she knows exactly the, the line to toe. Yeah. She does. Well, let's get into some of the snubs which is a silly word but people that were maybe expected to get nominated and just missed out um speaking of one we just mentioned amy adams got boxed out of best actress though best actress was super super competitive this year yeah it's interesting with her because i feel like at the beginning of the season i was like oh i don't think she's gonna make it i think it's too competitive and the role is too like low-key and then the movie really picked up steam which it did today it did it Tied for second. Uh, yeah, it was expected to get of... ten, but she missed, and it missed in visual effects. Right, but still, still got eight nominations. Like clearly well liked in the Academy, definitely. And then she got all the precursors, so it seemed like she was one of the few that was 
strong safe it yeah. seemed like portman stone and adams were the ones who were definitely getting in so i was pretty shocked she didn't make it but i'm happy if it meant ruth nega getting in that was exciting that was definitely a surprise which is a surprise mm-hmm. and it's... a pleasant one they're both kind of similar like quieter reserved performance well maybe not reserved in any means but yeah for sure operating in a lower showy key. Yeah, yeah work um it's also just nice with the ruth nega because as we talked about with viola going supporting where she felt like she had a better chance to win which she will win yeah um and there are like three black women in supporting actress and it was gonna really bother me that there were three black women supporting actress and all white women in lead which is sort of how we Yep. Cast movies. Cast movies. So yep. it's nice that at least there's like one woman of color <laughs> in yep. the lead category. Because that would have been the only, this year would have been the only white, all white category. Category, right. Had she not made it in. So just for that. Also, it's my, I mean, to be honest, of the ones who got in, she's maybe the only one I would keep. <laughs> I might keep Natalie Portman, but again, we've talked about, I'm not actually sure whether she's good <laughs> or she's terrible, but it's perfect for the movie. It's a fine line. It's a fine line with yeah, her. It is. Uh, so that was a snub. Um, yeah. Also, sticking with the acting categories, I was bummed to not see Hugh Grant. I was surprised by that one, too, because, again, all the precursors. Yeah, he's been doing well, though. He also, both the Globes and I think BAFTAs had him in lead. So there may have been some category confusion. Right. Because it really is a lead role. It's 100% but. a lead. I also think... You know, it's an interesting thing because, like, with Viola, she decided to go supporting because the Best Actress race this year was so competitive, even though I still think she could have gotten in and won. But um, I feel like support. I feel like lead actor ended up being so weak this year that if Hugh Grant had really campaigned from the beginning to get into that lead, he, lead, been, he, yeah. he would have been in. His and hers nominations with Dame Merrill. Yeah. I think Hugh Grant is a good example of someone who, who's quote-unquote snub is not surprising at all to anyone who hasn't been paying attention to precursors and odds and yeah like it doesn't seem without knowing that it seems like a far-fetched scenario to have him nominated for that role right this year right that's my perspective but no that is no that's valid Especially since it's really not a lead. Or, I mean, it's really not a supporting. So right. I don't think that anyone would be like, of course he'll be nominated for that supporting role where he's in right. more scenes than Meryl. They'll take category fraud if it's a woman, no problem, because women can drop down and supporting. No yeah, problem, they're always supporting. Because we're supportive. Even if it's their story. Yeah. Rooney Mara and Carol. <laughs> Alicia Vikander and the Danish girl. <laughs> uh, I think the biggest shock for me, snub-wise... Not like calling them snubs, whatever. Uh, was John Williams not getting in for original score for the BFG? Which, I mean, of course, no one liked that movie, but still, John Williams has 50 Oscar nominations. Right. And he, in every year that he's been eligible, he's been nominated since like the early 90s. Right. Like, he's a legend that gets nominated for sneezing into a microphone. <clears throat> People just. Well, didn't... good. He can stay home. Yeah. He's old. And he will. He's tired. I guess. I thought he died, to be honest. He might have. Years ago. <laughs> we don't know. 
These are just scores that they're pulling out of nowhere. Ghosts. It's like, uh, what are those like mystery novels that the like Agatha Christie and then after she died, people just kept ghost writing like more Agatha <laughs> Christie novels, like Miss Marple novels. Yep, it's really like yeah. it's a ghost Alexander Desplat just <laughs> composing and putting John Williams' name on it. It's really just Johann Johansson. <laughs> Obviously, yes. <laughs> uh, Sticking with the music theme. Yeah. Super, super bummed that Sing Street did not receive an original song nomination. It wasn't totally unexpected that it wouldn't place, but damn, did it deserve to. And if you haven't seen Sing Street, I'm sure we will t- discuss it more once we get into our top tens. But yeah, it's on Netflix. Watch it if you haven't. I mean, first off, I know you're going to disagree with this, Matt. But you're going to bash the troll song? Can't stop the music. No. The song from Trolls. Can't stop the feeling. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Can't stop the BS trash garbage. <laughs> the vomit. Yeah. Nope. It was on four different like music publications list of worst song of the year. I also saw it on some best of the year. So maybe it's like Natalie Portman and Jackie. Because <laughs> no. I think I it's think a pretty great worst pop song. It's not. It's not. It also, like, continues this year's theme of, like, awarding men who dick over women. So, fuck you, Justin Timberlake. Um, but also, just in case you're wondering, La La Land, which got two nominations, is the inferior musical released this year. Sing Street, in pretty much every way, is yeah. its superior, and it has zero noms. And La La Land tied for the most nominations ever. Yeah, that was another surprise. Well, I guess I'll get into that bit. Yeah. 14 nominations. Yeah. Yikes. Tying with All About Eve and Titanic. Two masterpieces. Yeah. Yeah, I had a situation this morning. Someone who shall go unnamed um, brought up La La Land and, and, you know, how well it did in the nominations. And I kind of groaned. And then this person said, <laughs> <laughs> said that I was still the only person that they had heard not liking La La Land. Really? And then, I don't know, the conversation went on, and then someone, I don't know who, someone in the room said, um, well, I mean, there's been nothing like it for decades, or something. Lies. And I was like, uh, Sing Street? And, like, I say Sing Street, it's not the same kind of thing, but I don't think the analysis... Is that deep? No. When people oh, say there's no, been no. nothing like it for decades, no. I think they mean a contemporary musical or something. Right. And that's what Sing Street was. Yeah. So goodbye. And then, the, <laughs> but no, but the but the problem is, I said Sing Street, and uh, they both said, "What's that? Never heard of that." Right. Which I don't blame them. Why yeah. would they have? Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Yep. For sure. That Oscar is now. Making perpetuating. Yep. Yeah. Alas, we will get, be steamrolled over by the juggernaut that is La La Land, which will for sure be your best picture winner. Yeah. Uh, any other snubs? I mean, I was a little bit surprised that Jackie. I figured Jackie was either just going to like totally not show up at all because they didn't really like it, but it did get some, some, but I was surprised it didn't show up in production design. Me too. I mean, I was. I wasn't particularly overwhelmed or impressed by it necessarily. Right, but, but I... But pretty much everyone had it on their predictions. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a pretty, like, 
intricate and well done recreation of right which a lot of times that branch does go for exactly right um, and it's not, I guess it's not really a snub because we all sort of knew it was coming for quite a while, but I'm still just heartbroken that Annette did not even get nominated for what, in my opinion, is the best female performance and probably just performance of the year. Annette Funicello? This is, this is Annette, Annette Funicello, yes. This is Annette Benning from 20th Century Women. Oh, yeah. I know we're all on a first name basis. Sorry, I was just chatting with her earlier and I was like, Annette, they did you wrong, girl. Oh, I call no, her Really, Betty. I just want people to see that movie. Yeah, see she is 20th so Century good. Women. See 20th Century Women. I, I, and if you have a time machine, go back and see 20th Century Women last weekend because they gave a certain amount of the profits from... All the tickets last weekend to Planned Parenthood. Well, who consulted with them on that film because Planned Parenthood plays a pretty big part into it. Is 20th Century Women about women, or does it have women in it? Yes. Oh, that would be why it barely shows up. <laughs> dun dun dun. Dun dun. But that could take us into the pleasant surprises. Sure. Which is, it got one lone nomination, 20th Century Women, but it was for screenplay, which is an excellent nomination for that film because the screenplay is incredible it's super super well like it's not just that it was a great movie it's screenplay is definitely one of its strongest features yeah and so. you can see the why the writing branch would stick up for that movie it's a, it's very yeah screenplay focused and it makes up for the fact that mike they mills. didn't nominate mike mills for who wrote 20th century women for beginners in 2011 yeah. which should have been maybe the winner in that category now do you think they're going to release a box set of single Oscar nominees with uh, 20th Century Women and Suicide Squad. Yeah, <laughs> the the perfect double feature. Yeah, I'm just you know that's free marketing advice to whoever <laughs> is out there making these decisions. What a great double feature! Both have really like strong female voices and narratives. <laughs> I'm sure one I haven't seen, <laughs> and that would definitely be Suicide Squad. Which did kind of surprise me that it got... I mean, obviously, there were only seven choices for them to pick from. Yeah, it's also weird for me because I don't feel like its makeup was very good. Wasn't there that, like, crocodile-type man or something? Yeah, but it looks not good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's at least on display, so maybe that's what they liked about it. True, I guess. There was makeup in the movie. Like, yeah. on screen, yeah. people were wearing makeup. Yes, exactly. That's okay. why it was nominated. That's, that's, you know, a good bar. Yeah. Like, a lot of people thought Florence Foster Jenkins would get in, mostly just because of hairstyling aspect. Yeah. But people were probably just like, Margot Robbie has tattoos on her ass, and she has a great ass. Best makeup. Because I'm sure most people in the makeup and hairstyling <laughs> branch are straight men. We're <laughs> definitely voting for Margot Robbie's Listen, ass. her ass is so spectacular. It crosses all, oh, there you go. all boundaries. Um, I was uh, surprised by Ruth Nega, which we discussed. Uh, surprised that Michael Shannon got... I mean, not too surprised. I did have him in seventh, but Michael Shannon got in for supporting actor for yeah. Nocturnal Animals with not much precursor support at all. He... No precursors. Well, I don't know. He you know may, better than I. He may have been nominated like the Critics' Choice, but that you know that has no overlap, obviously, with Oscar voters. But his co-star Aaron Taylor Johnson won the Golden Globe, so got, now yeah, and got a BAFTA nomination. Right. Whereas Michael Shannon didn't, though. Michael Shannon is definitely the best part of that film. So yeah, I mean, this is the Attaboy. only this is the only possible Nocturnal Animals nomination. That wouldn't have given me a rage stroke because Nocturnal <laughs> Animals is one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life and it makes me angry. <laughs> I wouldn't go that far, but um, it's definitely 
on the lower end. Yeah, women are not plot points to be raped and murdered. That's all I'll say about nocturnal animals. <laughs> fuck you. We fuck did you, dodge Tom a bullet Ford. there because it was in contention and it like heavily in contention. In, yeah, like, eight for categories. screenplay, even director. Screenplay, director, picture, production design, yeah. score. Like it could have been a heavy player. Thankfully, right. it wasn't. But Unfortunately, one player that did get in that we were dreading is Mel Gibson. Yeah. Just back to Michael Shannon, though, that he is like, he was great. For as bad as the movie was, I thought he was really great. So I'm not mad. And actually, I like that category a lot. I would have preferred it to have been Hugh Grant, even with the category fraud. But that's a solid. I'm on board for all five of those performances. It is. One of my happiest nominations uh, is Lucas Hedges getting for in. For sure. Because they don't often go for the young young male. For sure. And they did. And he deserves it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's charming and... Yeah, no, he's really fantastic and he's what makes that movie work. I mean, the movie is really a duet. Right. And if he wins, he'll be the youngest to ever win in that category, but he won't. He won't. Um, so... We can move on from Mel Gibson. We don't need to waste any time. All, it, all I was going to say is that I refuse to say that person's name and that was the only nomination that I was truly angry about That's today. true. And so I just choose not to talk about it. Yeah. I mean, I just I feel like everything this year is colored by what has happened in the political spectrum. Sorry if you thought you were coming to cinema and I wouldn't talk about it, but I'm going to. <laughs> um, it's just like, it's actually really, between his nomination and Casey Affleck, it's super, super upsetting to me. Because I was just looking it up because I didn't remember because so many crazy things happened with Mel Gibson. But he was legit convicted of hitting his girlfriend. So he was convicted of violence against women. But he's gone 21 years without an Oscar nomination. Isn't that punishment enough? No. <laughs> I just want everyone to remember Mel Gibson when you see Hacksaw Ridge and it's something about like peaceful... Well, supposed to be. Protesting supposed to be. I just want you to remember that he beat a woman and was convicted for it. It feels important. And it makes me really mad that this industry, who I'm sure some people are going to get up on Oscar night and they're going to win and they're going to make political speeches against Trump, which great, I support that. But you also are part of an industry that tells men it's okay to be sexist and assault women and abuse women and treat them poorly because you award them if you like their art enough. And it just like movies are my refuge uh, you know, Oscar should have been a distraction. I was like looking forward to Oscar Day just to like read news that wasn't about the horrible things happening right now. And it's just a reminder that like in every facet, powerful white men who sexually assault and abuse women, it doesn't matter if people like what else you're selling. So a little bit of a fuck you to the Academy today. Like that whole thing. Yep. Just puts a real damper on the whole thing. And there are so many good choices. I mean, I'm so glad the other choices. four directors that got in, maybe all four might not have been my choice, but yeah, no. that fifth slot could have gone to a lot of people. I'm pretty, sure, went to him. I'm pretty sure Garth Davis hasn't ever hit a woman. You never know. Maybe he hit Sun Power. <laughs> Start rumors and alternate facts right here. Um, the other surprise I had, maybe not necessarily good or bad, was Passengers getting two nominations, <laughs> which I did, we did see Passengers recently, and I don't think it's as dreadful as oh. Oh, many of the reviews. No, it believe. is 
awful. <laughs> okay. The ending is bad, but I wouldn't say it's production design de- isn't deserving of its nomination and its score. What, I don't... What did you, whatever. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know what you just said. You, I, I wouldn't say that its production design is not deserving of an Oscar okay, nomination. sure. Lots of double Have negative fun talk. Torting yourself, passengers. <laughs> it's really gonna pay off. <laughs> Whatever. It was a surprise. Um, and then that Thomas Newman got his fourteenth nomination for scoring that movie. I will say, with the exception of the Thomas Newman, the original score category great. That is one of my. Mika Levy for Jackie. Yes. The La La Land score, which is like the only thing I really actually like, and the only win win I would give it. Mm-hmm. Um, Lion, my boy Dustin yeah. Halloran, and loving Hushka. my life. Yep, yep. The Moonlight, I mean, all all solid. Yeah, I was worried for Moonlight, and I didn't think that they would go for the Jackie score, which is really quite weird. But I guess they've been branching out a little bit, like nominating right. Sicario last year. Right. They will let let one unique score through, and Jackie's certainly that. Yeah. So that was definitely one thing I was happy about. Yeah. Um, also Kubo and the two strings getting in for visual effects. We haven't seen it yet, but it's just pretty damn cool that an animated film stop motion yeah. or stop motion. Yeah. Can gain some traction in categories outside of just the animated feature ghetto. Yeah. So Zootopia is definitely going to win for animated film, right? Yeah. No question. No question. Um, Um, once again, out of the 10, Slots for screenplay. Only one film has a female writer credited, and it's a co-writing credit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So that's great news for <laughs> diversity. But in better news for Moonlight, it was nominated for film editing, which is a black woman making first her time. the first black woman. Dev Patel is only the seventh Asian actor to be nominated, and he's only the second. Um, uh, um, West Asian actor. Hmm. Who do you know? The other? Yes. Um, Emma Stone for Aloha. <laughs> yes. No, why did I just Ben Kingsley? Ah, of course. Ben Kingsley. But so that's that's nice. Thumbs up. Also, he's really hot, and so I'm really excited that he totally. is going to be there. In a tux. In a tux, Barry Jenkins. Not only the fourth black man to be nominated for director, but he's the first one to be nominated for, have his film nominated for picture and be nominated for writing and directing. Mm. So we got that little triple crown. Ah. Would have, would, have, would have gone to Steve McQueen for 12 Years a Slave, but he ended up not getting, getting the, the writing, writing credit. credit. Yep. Alas. Um, um, but yeah, Moonlight in general is my other just and last happiest nomination just the fact that i i was worried that it might have missed out in really any of the categories where it was in contention but it got in just about every single place it was expected to yep and it is well deserved i tip my hat to you academy and there's a dead skunk carcass in it because of the mel gibson but my hat is still tipped to you (laughs) well i mean that's you know and i think that that's credit to A24. I mean, unfortunately, they have, like, limited resources and budgets, so I think they ended up putting pretty much all that effort into Moonlight, Mm -hmm. which, at the expense of 20th century women. Right. But 
A24A has a really great track record of taking on diverse, weird films and then really pushing them. Um, and it's the thing that, like, Sing Street needed. Because right. Moonlight, I mean, the fact that it tied for the second most nominations and is this, like, little intimate film about, like, black gay experience. Yeah. It's huge that it did as well. And it's, like, an independent film. Mm-hmm. So for the Sing Streets that go ignored by the Academy, at least Moonlight. I mean, I think the only one... Mahershala might still win. Totally. Um, but I think the only one it probably will win is Screenplay. I think it's going to win for Best Adapted Screenplay. Hopefully. Um, but still, the fact that it got eight nominations is like a nice... Nothing to sneeze at. No. Tied for second with Arrival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any, any others? Oh, I just think my actual, my favorite category where I like really wouldn't kick anybody out of bed is um, cinematography. Totally. Yes. Cinematography. I mean, La La Land, give or take. But yeah. some of those, some of those dream sequences are pretty beautifully shot. But Lion, gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Moonlight, stunning. Arrival and our our boy Bradford Young, who I love, great. And speaking of a movie I didn't care for, but the one nomination it got is like the one I can totally back up, which is Silence. Yes. Mm, yeah. Gorgeous. Like, I feel like even Nathan, that movie made you really mad, but I think you would agree that the cinematography was pretty extraordinary. Don't put words in my mouth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Totes. So, that's it. Those are our reactions. There you have it. Mostly positive, except for the whole, like, men can sexualize all women and it doesn't matter. Let's give them awards. Yeah. But, you know, I'm here to be our rain cloud today. (laughs) On Christmas morning. Every cloud has a drop of rain and a silver lining. I don't know. Um, <laughs> thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, with lots of stuff. You know, We'll have our Oscar menu up on the site. Once we figure out what that will be, we'll have our top ten lists and the Cinemunchies, our third annual. I can't wait for our Hacksaw Ridge. Yes, we will dish. have a live Hacksaw Ridge podcast. No, we will not. <laughs> ever do that um so yeah stay tuned lots of stuff coming oh i will be doing all future podcasts either in natalie portman's jackie o accent or andrew garfield's hacksaw ridge slash silence accent so great things are gonna get real fun not another camelot (laughs) 